0: Right. So, so this year where Easter is on, I believe uh, April the 17th, if I'm not mistaken, I, may, uh, I think I've got that right. It's, it's exactly about one month away. One month away from from Easter right now, so, and and that that week of of Easter, beginning at that Palm Sunday, all the way through the Resurrection of Jesus Christ, that following Sunday is is typically called the Passion Week or the Passion of Christ. And 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 what I'd like to do is is beginning today for the next few weeks uh, talk about that for for the weeks coming up to Easter, the the next few, and and as I said, Easter is one month away right now and and we'll begin this series today that we'll do i will speak the next three weeks and then the week before easter which Typically called Palm Sunday, uh, we have a guest speaker that is scheduled, and and that first Thursday we'll have a guest speaker that that day as well. And then, of course, on Easter, I I will speak again and and close out close out that series on Easter Sunday morning, which again is April the seventeenth. Begin inviting people right now. Begin inviting people to our Easter Sunday celebration right now, and let that be an overflowing crowd. Somebody say amen. amen. One may say, well, starting the Passion Week now, it seems, seems to be a little early. Listen to this. <clears throat> in the Gospels, the Gospels typically, not typically, the Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Gospels. In the Gospels, we uh, uh, read about Jesus Christ or one could generalize it and say it is a biography of Jesus Christ. So so that's what we read about in the Gospels. Again, Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and and John. There are a total of 89 chapters, uh, if you combine the number of chapters in those four books. Listen to me now. The first 30 years of Jesus' life, the first 30 years, 30 years is when he launches into, into ministry, at his baptism there of john the baptist uh, those first 30 years of jesus's life are, are comprised of only about four four chapters four chapters in those four in those four books and, and 29 of them uh, 29 of them uh, about the last week of jesus's life so 29 so so you'd say about a third of the 89 chapters uh, are, are are given to that passion that Passion Week. In the book of John, in the book of John, uh, the Gospel of John, it's about half of the chapters uh, that are devoted to the last week of Jesus's life. So Jesus's Passion Week, and a lot of times we'll We'll do a Palm Sunday message there on the Sunday before Easter and then maybe a Thursday night uh, and, and then following with a, a Sunday. But but the Bible is comprised of, of so much of a percentage of the Passion Week that I, I think we ought to give it a little more time. Somebody say, all right. All right. So Jesus' is Passion Week, uh, it is this week that we see uh, God's passion, that we see him demonstrating his great love for us john 3 16 the whole world just about uh, in the christian world can quote for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but shall have everlasting life romans chapter 5 and verse number 8 from the new living translation says but god showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners while we were yet sinners Christ And that kind of passion demands a passionate response from us. Uh, Not just a mental acknowledgement, not just saying, yes, I I believe, uh, but but it demands something passionate, a passionate response uh, on our our end. So today we're going to launch in where it begins, uh, the Sunday before resurrection, or as I said, Palm Sunday, that triumphant entry into Jerusalem that Jesus did. It begins in Luke chapter 19, beginning at verse number 29, and as he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you'll find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden untie it uh, and bring it to me look jesus uh, hadn't seen the colt but he knew it was there He hadn't seen the cold physically maybe, but he knew it was there. He didn't only know it was there, but he knew it was tied. He didn't only know it was tied, but he knew that it had never been ridden upon. Can I tell you that Jesus knows every detail about you and every detail about what's going on, and he can take care of your lives. Things don't sneak up on him or catch him unaware he knows everything that's going on in your life and he can take care of you so why don't you go ahead and put your trust in him we ought to all put our trust and put our faith in him and commit our lives totally and completely to him so jesus said untie him and bring it here and if anyone asks why are you uh, untying it or what are you doing, tell them the Lord has need of it. The Lord has need uh, of it, and those who were sent ahead, when when they found it, just as He had told them. Imagine that it, it happened just like Jesus said. They found it just as Jesus uh, had told. Uh, them And as they were untying the cold, its owners asked them, why are you untying the cold? And they replied, the Lord hath uh, need of it. And that's all they had to say. The Lord uh, hath need of it. Folks, the Lord hath need of you this morning. Uh, the Lord hath uh, need of it. And they brought it to Jesus and and, and they threw their coats, their cloaks uh, on the coat uh, and they put Jesus uh, on it. They put Jesus on up uh, above them they put Jesus uh, on top uh, of that colt and of course the parade starts and the celebration begins and, and the King coming into uh, Jerusalem riding triumphant uh, Matthew and John's Gospels mention the fact that this cult was prophesied about some 400 years before it ever happened and folks uh, the Bible is prophetically accurate uh, everything that the Bible says uh, will come to pass will come to pass uh, here's the prophecy in Zechariah 9 and nine it says rejoice greatly daughter of zion shout daughter of jerusalem see your king comes to you righteous and victorious lowly and riding on a donkey on a colt on the foal of a donkey Folks, Jesus fulfilled prophecy after prophecy after prophecy about his coming, about his birth, about his ministry, about his triumphal entry right here. Listen, folks, if the first coming was so accurate and came true, folks, the second coming prophecies are true as well and will come to pass. Jesus is coming back for his... people and will get us out of here no man knows the day or the hour but folks he is coming again he will come again Continuing on there in Luke chapter 19, beginning back at verse 36. And as he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. And when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices. They didn't bow their heads and close their eyes and do it quietly inside their head or just to themselves. They began joyfully to praise God with loud voices. The city would be packed here, preparing for the Passover that week. People from all around coming in and packing into Jerusalem. And then it continues to say, for all the miracles they'd seen, they began praising and saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And there was joy and there was celebration and there was praise and there was adoration and there was worship. But look what happens. As all this crowd of people are rejoicing here and worshiping here, the religious people, the, the Pharisees, folks that, that really didn't know Jesus, but were the people that wanted to tell you everything that you were doing wrong. Did you hear me? The Pharisees, the religious folks there, they didn't know Jesus. But they were quick to tell everybody what they were doing wrong. Listen, folks, the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. The letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Be a connector, not a corrector. Be a connector of people. Connect people to Jesus Christ. Don't worry about correcting them. Put it in God's hand. God's the judge, not us. Somebody say, Amen. Have plenty of mercy. Have plenty of grace. You're not the judge. Show people grace. Show people mercy some of the Pharisees some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus look they said we don't we don't do it this way we don't do it like this and the bad news is is that the people actually follow them the people will actually be influenced by them just some four or five days later they're praising and celebrating on Sunday but when Friday comes they'll be saying crucify him, crucify him fickle their faith was up one moment but was down the next they was excited one moment but then they were down the next and these pharisees said teacher rebuke your disciples make them be quiet make them make them stop doing what they are doing and jesus said i tell you that if these hold their peace if these keep quiet the very rocks will cry out if these hold their peace the rocks will cry out it's either a rock or you it's either a rock or you and i don't know about you but i'm not gonna let a rock take my place i'm not gonna let a rock take my place Think of all the things that are trying to come between you and your love for God. Folks, there's a battle for your worship. We don't want to be fickle like the crowd was that day. We ought to raise our level of passion for God. What you need to understand about worship is this. We all worship something. We all worship something. Something. Take inventory to the things that get your time, that get your money, that get your affection, that get your loyalty, that get your energy, that get your affection, that get your expression. It's okay to have a love for some things, but God says it's okay to have love for this or a love for that, but don't have any other gods before me. You can't put your love for something else above your love for God you can't love it more than you love him worship is our response to what we value most worship is our response to what we value most and this is huge because whatever I worship becomes an obsession whatever I worship becomes an obsession and whatever I become obsessed with I imitate Whatever I become obsessed with, I imitate. And whatever I imitate, I become. Whatever I imitate, I become. So what you choose to give your time, your energy, your money, your passions, your affections, your expressions to begins to shape your life. Begins to mold your Life. Worship changes the worshiper into the image of the one worshipped. Worship changes the worshiper into the image of the one worshipped. We want to be conformed into the image of Christ. We want to be conformed unto the image of Christ. If, if you don't like what you're becoming, maybe we should take inventory of, uh, of that which is on the throne of our hearts. On that Palm Sunday, they basically had a situational faith If you'll help me today, I'll worship you you'll help me out of my problem I'll give you my time I'll, I'll pray I'll seek you. If, you if you'll get me out of my situation if you'll do something for me it's situational situational faith if you'll help me today I'll worship you while it's going my way I'll worship you while it's going my way I'll, uh, my way, I'll, I'll be in your house I'll, I'll be committed to you but the first time there comes a bump in the road uh, you won't see me anymore uh, familiar script in mark chapter 12 uh, and don't you think if if jesus said something was the most important we ought to give some focus to that if if jesus said this is really really important we ought to we ought to climb to the edge of our seat and in our hearts and our minds and take note of what he is saying in mark chapter 12 verse 28 through 30 one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had had given them good answers, he asked him of all the commandments, of all the commandments, which one is the most important one? And and the most important one answered Jesus' is." hero, Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Somebody say there's only one God. There's only one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's only one God. Yeah, go ahead and clap to him. He goes on to say, love the Lord thy God with all your heart and all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. Uh, About a month or so ago, I I, I said, you know, and the second is likened to this. I know that he only asked for one, but Jesus said, I can't give you one without giving you the other because they're so linked together. Love the Lord thy God, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, Relationship with God is so vital to your relationship relationship with uh, people you got to have your relationship with God right uh, in order for your relationship with people to be right you got to have your relationship with people to be right in order for your relationship with God to be right these are not mutually exclusive they matter one to another somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah but that's a different message Hear O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord love the Lord thy God with all your heart all your soul all your mind and all your strength God is seeking God is searching in John chapter 4 it says the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth he goes on to say Jesus does that the father is seeking such to worship him he's seeking such he's looking for people that will be worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth it's pleasing to god to find somebody that will worship him he's looking for somebody that will worship him he's searching For someone this morning and they're worshiping on this day, on this first uh, Palm Sunday, they're worshiping him. It's a great celebration, a parade, so to speak. Uh, But Jesus here says three ways, uh, three ways to worship, uh, heart and soul, uh, mind uh, and strength, Uh, heart and soul. What exactly is that? Number one, God wants us to worship him with our affections. He wants us to worship him with our affections. Your soul is your, is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Some say, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't get my emotions involved uh, with God. I, I, I've got God in my heart. Uh, what if I said to Molly, I, I, I don't hug you. I, I've got you in my heart. That, that wouldn't go over. It doesn't work. Love is not just felt on the inside. It's always expressed it's expressed there's an expression of it God didn't just so love the world he gave he gave he expressed that he loved it by giving by coming down by leaving his throne in glory and giving his life a ransom for many he expressed it go ahead and give the Lord a hand The book of Psalms is the longest book uh, by a lot, 150 chapters. And it, it's like Psalms uh, uh, gives us all these expressions of love and worship to God, which shows, uh, shows if you want to take it as such, uh, God's love language. Now, note to self, if, if you want to show someone love, uh, you don't love them the way you want to be loved. I say it when I do premarital counseling. If, if, if I, if, you know, my love for, for my spouse does, you know, it might be me watching, watching March Madness. Somebody say amen. Molly don't like March Madness. Now, now, if she's showing her love to me, she's gonna sit there and watch it. You following me, which I like. But if I'm going to show love to her, it's not okay we spent time together and watched a basketball game. I've got to turn it around sometimes, at least half the time. Somebody say amen. Amen. And do something that she likes to do. Show her her type of love her way. Not just the type of love that I want to show or, or that I want to do or the things that I want to do. Are you hearing me? Because if I only did what, what I like, and that's, oh, we're spending time together, I'm the only one happy. You say, well, she's happy because she's with me. That might be so, but I need to do things that she likes, not just the things that I like. Now, this is, this is a point here. Get, get a hold of it. You don't love them the way you want to be loved. You love them the way they like to be loved. Did you get that? You don't love them the way you like to be loved. You love them the way they like to be loved. Now, if you can receive that, that's gonna help some of you at home. Let it sink in. You don't love them the way you like to be loved. You express love to them the way they enjoy to be loved. Now, look, God took 150 chapters to show us how he, liked to be loved you say well i don't like the lifting up of hands he does you say well i don't like the noise of of clapping the hands he does well i don't know why people jump up and down he likes it i don't know why people dance and and lift up their voice and, and shout with the voice of triumph you know why he likes it we're showing him what he likes we're clapping our hands we're shouting with our voice we're dancing we're singing we're kneeling we're crying we're laughing we're bowing hands lifted up it's worship to God his way his way it's what it's what he likes uh, ever gotten back from a trip at an airport and, and, and you see all these signs you know people be holding signs and sometimes they'll bring balloons and it'll be like a, like they set up their own little little birthday area so to speak they set a little reception there anybody ever seen that you've been to the airport and people just put these balloons out and and they've got these 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 things and hey welcome back or welcome home has got their name on it and you walk right by because it wasn't for you amen anybody ever had one for them I never have anybody I haven't had or you have good I haven't had them at the airport but I've come home from a long trip or something and when I get home they've decorated in the house and they do the same thing you know they got balloons and welcome home or we love you dad or we love you and and all this you know why they do that you know why they do it because they love, yes. But you know what? The person likes it. Amen? We may say we don't like it. We may say, oh, you don't have to do all that. But you know what? The people like it. When that person, if they're in their airport and they get off the plane and they see all that stuff, you know what they do? They smile. They run up and they hug them. And sure, they're, they're glad to see them, but they went the extra, the extra step. They went the extra mile. They, they like it. They like it. And when, if I get home and I see that stuff, and I don't do it because, because I said I like it. But, uh, you know, you get home, you, you like it. You like it. Not only do we like it, God likes it. God likes it when we do it his way. Somebody say amen. Why don't you just right now, the Bible says lift up your hands. Lift up, lift up hands without wrath or doubting. Lift up your hands in worship. Why don't you just go ahead and open your mouth right now? Say words of praise. Say words of worship. Hallelujah is the highest praise. Why don't don't you just give God some praise for just a moment right now. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we love you. We worship you. We exalt you. We adore you. We bless your name. We bless your name. We praise your name. You are worthy, God. Yes, Clap your hands, all you people. He likes it. Hallelujah. It's never a waste of time when we do that. Never a waste of time if if there's breakout worship after a song or during a song and we take more time than, than, than what is normal. That's not a waste of time. Why is it not a waste of time? He likes it. He likes it. It's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about him. Amen. Amen? He's the main character in our story. And if he's not, he's not in the right priority. He's got to be number one. They put him upon that colt. He's the number one. They laid their coats down. They waved palm branches. They worshiped him. He was the main character and is the main character in the story. Hallelujah. Psalms 151 through 6. Praise. Praise. The Hebrew word there, halal. Every Hebrew dictionary. Every Hebrew dictionary. The word halal means to celebrate. To celebrate, boast, rave, to be clamorously foolish. Folks, people do that for their team on a Saturday. Sometimes on a Sunday if it's a different sport. They call you a fan. But we do it on Sunday morning gathered here. And they call us fanatical. They call them fans, same stuff. They call us fanatical, fanatical. But you know what? Uh, Call me what you will. I'm in love with someone who is great. Uh, I'm in love with someone who is mighty, who's always victorious, uh, and who is worthy of uh, my praise. (laughs) Psalms 150 says, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. That's where we are. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and with the dance. Praise Him with strings, instruments, and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high sound. Symbols let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise Ye the Lord. If you're breathing, you ought to give God some praise. You ought to express that praise out of your mouth with your body. Let it be an expression. Praise Ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So, yes, we lift up our voice. Yes, we may get a little excited. Yes, we may jump up and down. We may even dance. He's done great things in our life and he's worthy. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. John chapter 12 in John's account of the day we're talking about of that Palm Sunday. This is the night before. Scripture says that if you look in John chapter 12 it's the Saturday before that Palm Sunday and Jesus was in Bethany and Mary there had a pound of of ointment of spikenard very costly and she anointed the feet of Jesus and she wiped his feet with her hair. And uh, the scent, Uh, the house was filled with the odor of the ointment folks there's an odor that comes from worship and it's a good one it's a pleasant smell when we begin to worship God it'll change the atmosphere somebody may have come in down somebody may have come in discouraged but when somebody begins to anoint Jesus and somebody begins to worship him with all of their heart with all of their mind and with all of their strength something begins To happen in the house where we are, and as she did that, she poured it out on his feet, wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the odor of the ointment. And there was one there, Judas Iscariot. He was there and he took exception to this worship. He said, Why not was this sold and given to the poor because it was costly? Not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and he held the bag. And Jesus said, Leave her alone she's preparing me for my burial she saved this until my burial she loves much because she's been forgiven much and folks if you're in the house and you've been forgiven there ought to be more praise come up from within you there ought to be more worship come up from within you for whom much is forgiven there is much love does anybody in the house remember the pit from where you were dug from. Has anybody in the house been forgiven? Do we realize the level that God has poured out and blessed our lives? I've been forgiven, folks. I've been healed. I've been set free. Pardon us for a moment. We've been set free. We've been delivered. It's a rock or it's you. It's a rock or it's you. I'm not gonna let a rock take my place. Clap your hands all over the house, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! All my heart and soul. And He says to worship with all your mind. Second thing, and I'll hurry on these next two. God wants us to worship Him with our attention. Your family wants your attention. People that are close to you want your attention, not your money, your attention. What you love most, you think about most. Romans 12 and 2 from the message says, Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Out. Fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Worship. You become what you worship. Make an appointment with God. Do it first. First, first, don't wait till last. Don't wait till the middle. Even if it's just a little bit of time first, do it first. It's a priority thing. It's a scriptural thing. You put first things first. uh, Put God first. uh, Worship him first. uh, Pray first. uh, Read the Bible first. Even if it's just for a few minutes, do it first saying a lot principle of first things all throughout the bible put him first in your day we've put him first in our week we've gathered here on the first day of the week uh, to worship him so we've done that right uh, now when monday comes uh, put him first somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah put him first watch watch what your day looks like when you put him Put him first. Uh, heart, soul, mind. What you think about, uh, what you think about uh, is what you become. Uh, you worship, uh, you become what you worship. You become what you worship. Put him first and, and worship him. Put him in your mind, first thing. Third thing, God wants us to worship him with our abilities, uh, with our heart and soul, with our mind, and with our strength, uh, with our strength, with our abilities. It's doing something, not just hugs and kisses for the family. That's easy for me because that's that's the kind of Kind of i don 't know my, my personality, or I guess or whatever it 's easy for me to pat them it 's easy for me to squeeze them easy for me to 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 hug on them and, and kiss on them but 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 more than that it 's serving the family. take care of things doing that is doing it for them not just not just hugging them but taking care of needs taking care of situations for them serving them serving them giving them strength giving them action worshiping God with our abilities Hebrews chapter 13 15 and 16 says though Jesus through Jesus therefore let us continually offer to God A sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good, to do good and share with others. For with such sacrifices, with such sacrifices, God is pleased. When you serve God, do something that God asks you to do. Put some obedience in there. Do something that God asks you to do. Your act of obedience is a type of worship. Listen, folks, two Sundays ago, we baptized six people in the wonderful saving name of Jesus Christ for the mission of all their sins. <laughs> Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're here today and you missed two weeks ago or, or, or you didn't take that step or you didn't, have, you didn't have it settled in your mind or whatever and you, for whatever reason, you, you didn't get baptized a couple weeks ago. We're ready for you today. We're ready for you today. We have water, we have clothes. The water's warm, it's, it's clean, it's ready. If you've never been baptized in the saving name of Jesus Christ, you can take that step today. And I encourage you to take, to take that step. We're ready for you. Somebody say amen. amen. God, help our passion level to increase heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm coming to a close a rock or you a rock or you which is it going to be in Acts chapter 16 Paul and Silas were in prison it's really a neat story I like, I like the book of Acts when I got into church he told me go home and go home, read the book of Acts it was actually before I got in was while i was coming and and investigating while god was obviously dealing with my heart and pulling on me said read the book of acts wasn't raised in church so so i didn't know any of the stories i mean somehow you just gathered the stories like noah and the ark you know and all that kind of stuff but i didn't know very many stories not not very biblical so i started reading the book of acts and i remember i was going to college and, and uh, I remember getting the, the, the Bible out and, and, and for the very first time reading those stories and, and how they were so alive. Wasn't just reading a story, wasn't just sitting and hearing somebody talk about something, but man, there was something about reading the pages of that book. Spoke firmly to me and, and so, so intimately and so real. And I remember just coming to that third chapter. And in this, you know, third chapter, Peter and John going up to the, to the temple at the hour of prayer. The lame man there, at the gate called beautiful. Silver and gold have I not. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. He immediately ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood leaping and praising god and i'm reading those things for the very first time and i kid you not tears would stream down my cheeks god moving on me and talking to my heart and that same god that touched me that same god that 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 drew me by his word and by his presence Is here this morning to draw you individually to him to a closer walk with him he don't have to have you he's the god of heaven the god of all creation and if you won't give your life and your worship and your mind and your strength and your heart and your abilities to him He can take his creation and cause it to cry out. But as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. We're gonna make it a priority to put him first. He is worthy. Again, he's not just a character in your story. If he's in the right place, He's the main character of the entire story. He's the main one. So in Acts 16, Paul and Silas preaching the gospel. This this damsel, this this devil-possessed girl is coming behind him. And these are the men of God proclaiming God's word. He finally got tired. He turned around. He cast the devil out of this woman. And there was people in that city that was, that was making money off of this devil-possessed woman. So they got mad and they, 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 they brought the folks together and they, they threw Paul and Silas in jail. And of course, before they put them in jail, they beat them. They beat them. Thank God for freedom. Somebody say, Amen. Freedom to declare God's word. They, they beat them. I mean, they, they whipped their backs. They throw them in the inner prison, chain their hands, chain their feet. And the Bible says that at the midnight hour, they begin to pray and sing praises unto God. Now, folks, it's not just, and yes, we do it because God likes it. But there's power in your praise and worship. And in this specific instance, they weren't allowing the rocks to take their place. But when they began to open up their heart, open up their mind, who's been dwelling on God all the time, and, and they've been given their abilities, and they've been preaching the gospel and doing the work of God. As they sing praises and prayed, the rocks that were underneath them the foundation of that prison house began to shake. <laughs> they praised, but it moved the rocks that were underneath them. Prison doors begin to fling open. Chains begin to fall off. And folks, that can happen in this house this morning. and the neat thing about that story that i love paul and silas were the only ones that scripture gives the account that were praising in that prison they were the only ones that were praying they were the only ones lifting up their voice and magnifying the lord folks it can be two or three that are gathered here today Two or three that begin to worship. Two or three that begin to stand to their feet and and lift up their voice and lift up their hands. And and, and with with reckless abandon, just begin to magnify and glorify the King of kings and, and the Lord of lords. And the same thing that happened in Acts chapter 16 can take place right here at Christian Life. Where chains that are back there or over there or right there can fall off in the midst of someone's praise and worship. Prison doors can fling open in the midst of praise and worship. The foundation of your problem can crumble in the midst of praise and worship. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're struggling with, uh, can come apart in the midst of praise uh, and in the midst of of worship praise Paul and Silas were in their darkest hour but they begin to pray and sing praises unto God and when they praise the rocks the foundation begin to shake they begin to cry out and the rocks begin to move their praise moved God which moved their situation which set them free which changed their circumstance so i don't know about you today i'm not gonna let a rock take my place i'm not gonna let a rock take my place praise can move the foundation of your situation this morning why don't we stand to our feet all across this house why don't we begin to lift up our heart, lift up our voice in worship with your heart and soul worship, with your mind worship, with your strength worship. Let's come this morning and take our mind, take our time and offer up some praise and some worship unto God. I can't stress enough how important praise and worship is in your walk with God. God is Worthy. Don't allow the rocks to cry out. Don't let something take your place. Let's find a place right now and begin to talk to Him, to begin to shut ourselves in with God and begin to lift Him up. Begin praising Him. Begin worshiping Him. Begin casting our cares upon Him. For He careth for.